support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome to Rainbow Soul, a live show and podcast in search of deep answers and medicine about consciousness, spirituality, witchcraft, natural magic, and queer inclusive spiritual paths of many varieties. We will explore the use of herbs, candles, colors, and nature in our personal lives, as well as queer inspired rituals designed with transgender and non binary people in mind. We are welcoming all pagans, indigenous two-spirits, witchy folks, conscious seekers, and people off the beaten path who want to explore the human spiritual experience that we are all capable of having. With deep reverence and anti-racist values, inclusivity, and a healthy and honest respect for our ancestors, Rainbow Soul brings diverse guests and topics all related to queer spiritual experience. Tap into this amazing resource live and find a supportive, safe environment while exploring interesting topics and diverse guests. Listen on your favorite podcast platform and catch the show at your convenience and still participate in the contest and games. Get more information about games and contests at our website, rainbowsoul.show, rainbowsoul.show. Thank you for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. Hello, hello, welcome. Hello. Welcome everyone to Rainbow Soul. We're so glad you're here. We appreciate you tuning in to this show and hanging out with us every Sunday night live, or if you're listening to the replay, thanks for listening. And we appreciate you. I am Hollis Taylor and I'm one of the hosts of the show and I'm an author, I'm a psychic and a longtime witch. And I do uh, mentor and have lots of available mentoring and teaching at my website, divineandrogen.com along with my book, which is uh, called Divine Androgen, A Sacred Path for Gender Variant People. So why don't you, why don't you go ahead? Hi, <laughs> I'm Bright Hawk, Hollis's partner. We, uh, I'm an author, I'm a storyteller, a uh, sound healer, a musician, um, spiritually uh, probably pagan identifying and a big appreciator of the Buddhist path. And, uh, you know, from a childhood perspective, recovering Catholic, 
<laughs> youngest of seven kids that way yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> and happy to be here happy to be back at rainbow soul it's great to have you back lacrosse Yes, yes. Uh, I'm Lacrosse Ortiz, um, Jewish atheist, Taino, trans man, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. I'm the host of Master of None Little Nuggets, and it's good to be back. Oh, we're so glad to uh, all of us be back together again here um, at Rainbow Soul for this beautiful holiday called Beltane. It's also called May Day. Do they have a name for it, lacrosse? And do, do, do the Taino people celebrate May Day or something around that? Yes, yes, we do. I don't quite remember the name of it, but yes, we do. This is when Yokahu um, wakes up, and we we when he's during the equinox, we wrap him up and put him away, and then when the the spring comes in, we unwrap him, and that means that he is ready to fertilize with the earth mother because the sun fertilizes the plants and we celebrate it like that. So yeah, I, but for the life of me, I can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. At least we got the gist of it. So what was the, is that the God? Is that, what did you name him? He again? is, um, we have what we call avatars. We don't really call them deities or anything. They're avatars. So, they're all representation of Atabe, which is the earth, earth mother, um, the moon, which is a different avatar. And then Yokahu is the sun avatar. So. Okay. Awesome. It seems like there's a lot of sun worshipers around <laughs> just noticing. <laughs> seems like it kind of is a theme um, yeah. on world religion when you start looking at different spiritual paths. Yeah. Um, Anyway, just noticing, because that's pretty much the story of May Day, and we're going to talk more about that, but first I want to bring out our ritual team, because we do plan to have a little public ritual here for everyone, so the first person I want to bring out, first of all, I want to say that she is really spectacular, if you didn't see her show last week, she um, was with us last week and, and brought beautiful photography with nature. And so I want to bring out Erin Fritz. Bring her out. There we go. Welcome, Erin. Welcome back. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. Can you just Me tell too, thank you. anyone that hasn't caught the show, can you just tell them who you are? I, I am Erin. I am a 40-year-old, seven-foot-tall chef and photographer. I am an eclectic pagan and a healer. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. And um, the next person that I wanted to bring out that's also really important for Rainbow Soul because they, at least for I think like the past year, including this week, have written rituals for us. Um, and because they are spectacular at rhyming words. And I love celebrating people's talents. So let's welcome Cricket. Welcome, Cricket. Hi, everybody. Great to be here. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. And can you just tell us a little bit about who you are? And um, I think I have your website. 
ahead. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, I am a retired critical care nurse and a practicing herbalist. We do have a small home business. That's laughingladybug.com for anyone that's interested. I am an herbal grower, and that includes all plants, not just everybody's favorite one. Um, <laughs> I am a medicine maker and a healer, and yes, I enjoy very much writing and rhyming words. It's it's a passion of mine to be able to take all of what we put together and make it dance. Yeah, and uh, I think that just adds. So, lacrosse when when uh, Taino people put their rituals together, if they do decide to have a ritual or a celebration. Do they like have traditional words that they say? Do they, does somebody write them? How does uh, it come through? It's a little difficult. We do have someone who did compile, did a compilation of uh, ceremonies because so much was lost. And I mean, our language is lost. So basically all the words that we have, it's, it's hard to speak fluently in a whole language. So it's basically breaking it down the best we can to, to create a ceremony. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, there was somebody who did put together ceremonies and uh, yeah. And yeah. I was, just use. Wondering, I was just wondering, like some indigenous tribes are now having some of their youth are sort of modernizing yeah. uh, their rituals and their spirituality. They're sort of bringing it so that it applies to today's world. Yeah. Well, I mean, ours is by default modernized because, right? you know, so much was lost. So there's not a lot of old traditions because we we lost so many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everything's modernized, but hey, it does the job. And that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important that we all do honor the cultures that we do come from. And um, so uh, maybe someday we'll be able to have your tribe on to lead us in ritual and be beautiful as a public ritual. But for right now, um, we have just kind of, I want to talk about the modernization of Beltane and the Maypole because there's some pretty important topics that need to be covered. But I think we're going to do that in, um, in sacred space because, um, because, some of the topics are kind of sensitive. So um, I think we should go ahead and open the ritual. I do um, want to welcome every single person that's viewing the show now, everyone that's watching the show. Please um, take a moment, close your eyes, look at the screen. I'm going to try to provide you with some videos and try to uh, feel these elements as we speak them for yourself. And hear how they might be emerging in your life. Tonight, we honor the energies of Beltane. As the wheel of the year turns yet again in sustainability, creativity, sensuality, we delight. Bursting forth with ideas that invite, invite and excite. Playfully, we progress along our path. Growing and flourishing from fear, we detach. 
Surrounded by community, we take our next step, celebrating in love, trust, and mutual respect. We emerge draped in rainbows, wings open to fly high, the five sacred directions to our call reply. face the east, the direction of air, the inception, the start, when we first are aware. Beltane begins with a seed, an idea, a thought, through creativity, energy manifestation is sought. Air lifts us up, so we land in the light, newly birthed with community, we aim to reunite. We come alive begin our journey, commence and prepare as we breathe deep and revel in the gift of air. We turn to the south, the domain of fire where we bloom and blossom, heat feeding desire. At Beltane we celebrate we are straight, we are queer, letting truth and trust in self-transcend fear. We devour our shadows. A caterpillar does leaves, merging in love. We are both cherished and free. Let us discover we are all we require. As we ignite our passions in the beauty of fire. We move to the west, the home of water. Traveling inward, we are both watching and watcher. Beltane brings fertility for the greatest good of all. Reinvent, recreate, revive, enthrall. Waters of the world, you bring growth and new beginning. Carry us gently through the spindrift as we find our meaning. Let our heart song renew us, opening vistas broader as we are cleansed by the power of water. We circle to the north, the place of earth, where we manifest ourselves. To us, we give birth. At Beltane, we focus on the body, not the mind. Time to dance, pass the chant, joy and festivity intertwine. A newly discovered butterfly, we open our wings, feet beating upon earth, ready for what the future brings. Daring and fearless, resolute in our worth, we emerge feeling grounded in the reality of earth. We lift up ourselves to the realm of spirit, where all is one, beloved and cherished. In Beltane, we embrace both dark and light, exalting each other, preparing to take flight. Breaking free of the old, we are in this together. Beltane alchemy, fairy magic, spirit guide and ancestors complete in ourselves 
future without limit with open hearts we rise up on the potential of spirits What that. would Beltane be without music? I mean, really, it's like it's all about that the 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 seed emerging out of the dark soil. It's all about that reaching for the light and and that emergent feeling. So music has got to be a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why bonfires were lit and they were a huge part about bringing in the spring and huge part of the Beltane blessing. So. Imagining us around a, a personal bonfire right now. There are a lot of beautiful Beltane traditions. That's for sure. Um, spring traditions. And I feel like one of the really important parts. Um, so there's lots of really cool traditions like, um, like you know, people often get married. Um, people... Um, <laughs> I did it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, then there's some other things like people uh, celebrate flowers and they celebrate spring and um, some people jump over the fire. Um, and so there's all kinds of really cool stuff like that. One of the things that I know has to be addressed 
is uh, the maypole and the whole sexuality fertility thing. Um, because even when I first came into paganism and Wicca um, many years ago, we'll just say a, lot, a while ago, um, they, they definitely, it was very hetero, but um, because it was very like Beltane, the guys dance and the girls dance and they dance this way around the Mayfire. But I just so happened to be hanging out with the queers. Well, because I was queer. And so I hung out with the people that I was like, and they were fighting against, not fighting, but sort of like active, like being activated. They would um, come up and uh, intentionally take <laughs> opposite role even if it was like a gay guy he would wear lots of flowers and a skirt and that he's not usually trans or cross-dressing or, or anything like that but he would do it for Beltane and um, often we would have a, a rather butch dyke do the same thing the other way <clears throat> um, kind of like in a way of kind of like messing with them a little bit now this was the radical fairies um, and uh, eventually the group came together and were like, we have a radical idea. What if we didn't gender this crap anymore? What if we didn't do this gender crap anymore? Um, what if we just made it? At first they did like pictures and receivers type weirdness. And it just got... <laughs> and, and that didn't work out too well. So, you know, experimentation, experimentation. <laughs> okay. And and then eventually they ended on that it didn't matter what color ribbon you took or what side you were on and that we could all just take a ribbon and dance. And we could celebrate sexuality of even queers. So when I first came into Wicca, and paganism, that was being smashed. Um, and this was a large public event that hundreds of people attended. And I know for sure that it was happening in other places at the same time. Um, and there are lots of pagan communities that have now shifted out of the male-female um, weirdness that Wicca used to have, we don't, most circles don't celebrate that way. And if you did find a circle that still celebrates that way, I encourage you to help them find another way. There are plenty of information out there about the modern maypole. And mostly it does celebrate, it does celebrate fertility and sexuality, but there's no reason why we can't celebrate fertility in a gay couple, for instance. Um, or even with a trans person, if what if, you know, they want to have a child or what if they're manifesting a book? What if me and my partner are making a business and that's our baby? That's another way fertility comes through for us. And sexuality, we can say that regardless of the status of your gender or how you have sex, um, that it's valid and that it's sacred. Um, and that was the other message that came out of that, um, which I really appreciated um, because I felt like all, all sex is sacred. Um, even, you know, I even believe in, in the sacred whore. So I, I, I was really, I, it made sense to me 
Um, <laughs> so fertility and sexuality are two parts of it. So I just want to ask, does anyone else have any experiences like that with Beltane? I know, Cricket, you've been around for a while. Aaron, I'm sure you've been to at least a Maple or... Yes, I actually um, have been to some wonderful maypoles that were sponsored by a group, um, a piece of land that we used to go and celebrate on quite often. The owners were a triad and they were bisexual. So it was immediately understood that this was an open to all come as you are celebration. So what we would always do when we would approach the, the maypole when it was time to do that part of the ritual um, is everyone would go up and grab a ribbon. So, you know, you could go for a color, you could go because you're standing next to your friends, you could do, you know, whatever. And then after the introductory casting of the circle, um, the lead, whoever was leading, priest, priestess, whoever, um, would literally just have us count off one, two, one, two, one, two around the entire circle. And I'm talking like 50, 75 people. And then the ones would take a step in and the twos would take a step back and the ones would face one direction and the twos would face the other direction. And then right, the weaving is a circular dance, but it's also a spiral dance as we go over and under and around each other with the ribbons. And so it was a beautiful mix up of everyone because you didn't really know until the numbers came around the circle, whether you were gonna be a one or a two and whether you were gonna face right or left. So there was no, the females are doing this and the males are doing that or anything. So we, it was a beautiful cub as you are, be who you want, right? Some of us did um, definitely cross dress. I happen to be most comfortable as they, them, having been born in a female body, I wish, uh, gender parts came like Mr. Potato Head and you could just snap stuff on no matter how you feel. For myself, I do that with my clothing. So if I'm feeling, it, you know, my feminine side that day, then I am wearing, you know, more of what I consider my girl clothes. If I'm feeling my masculine side that day, I wear more of my boy clothes. I've been told by other people that I carry myself different. I sound different. They've watched me dance differently. So you really could be whoever you wanted to be in this particular circle, whoever you felt that you were, there were no, you know, there was no questions or no separation of people. And honestly, in some of the lore of the maypole, right? It's, um, the dance is really symbolic of weaving human life with the life of nature. That's for some um, ancient circles, right? Cause this all comes, go, we, it can trace itself definitely back at least as far as like the Romans and the Greeks and, and back to those hedonistic pre-Christianity type celebrations. And so it's more about the interweaving of all is one. Um, you know, the gender, the, the gender determinations came along later in the, you know, 15, 1600s when they were really struggling with, you know, pagan traditions, heathen traditions versus Catholic or Christian traditions. And they hard, had to start adapting, right, the, the um, tenets of the church in order to be able to continue to celebrate. Like May Day became the month of Mary and the celebration of the crowning of the Queen of the May became the crowning of the mother of Christ with, you know, and they still do that in the Catholic church and so forth. But originally it, it, it was to bring us all together and celebrate after a long period of darkness. 
And I think for me, I, I have been to a few starting in about 2014, so very recently. And I think I saw it much more subtly than either of you. But really how I saw it, and it was, they very much tried to, they're open-minded, but they tried to keep it along the traditional gender lines. But that got really screwed up as they tried to put it into practice, especially because we have kids running through our Maypole, and, and then our Maypole almost always happens, unsurprisingly, on a muddy day. And Cricket can attest, when that field gets muddy, somebody's going down. So they'll go down, they'll drop their ribbon, somebody else will pick it up and not know which way they're going. So I've always, and again, I know it's supposed, to, or the traditional was that way, but I've always seen the chaos just envelop all of it. And I think the chaos for the brightening of spring and for fertility, because, you know, it is all chaos, humanity and animalistic, whether it's within humans or any other species, there, that is not a clean and neat procedure. That is a messy thing. So I think the chaos almost breeds itself. But again, there's kids and then there's people who are going to go their own way, have something in their head of, I'm convinced this is right, whether they heard earlier that day or they've had, been having a rough day. So even though they try, and I think I see this through paganism as a whole, growing, there, there are still some that are very, very staunch, but as a, no, go with it, how it feels right to you. This was a similar experience where I was at a pipe ceremony and I started singing the women's song and one person looked over at me and was like, this was pre-transition and looked over at me and was like, Hey, just so you know, that's the, you know what, Never mind, you do you. And I've noticed that a lot about the Maypole is that there's a, you know what, you do you. Another thing that's really fantastic about the Maypole um, is that there is a form of divination where, um, right, the diviners that read such things after the poll has been completed, they will actually look over, you know, go and look up the poll, which is a really neat shot if you ever get a chance to just go stand there and gaze up at how the ribbons wrap around. And they, they will use it to divine the um, journey of the community for that season. Wow. So, yeah, even those of us that are really amateurs at this type of behavior can still look at it and see that sometimes, right, and even as, as Aaron just described, in the dance itself, there's chaos. Somebody forgets to go under or over, or they're just running around the middle, wrapping the river. One year I watched everybody, it was starting to rain, and it was muddy, and everybody was just like, this is going to take, because people think it's going to take like 15 minutes, and it literally takes like, an hour and a half. It really takes a long time. And so it was a younger group. Those of us that were older were, you know, drumming or, or I was uh, having a health thing that year. So I was sitting out and they like grabbed all the ribbons and just like ran around the pole and tied them up. It was the and we just couldn't stop laughing. There was nobody like, hey, you're not doing it right. And it still made a pattern around the pole. And what we all came up with that year, because it had been a year kind of of schism, you know, breakup amongst the group, was that even in the chaos, it was still beautiful and we were going to get the job done. Yeah. 
the maypole is so it's such a can be such a metaphor on so many levels because we're all giving birth to various things in our lives at different times. The maypole ritual that I've been a part of for 25 years, maybe, I think at least, um, they dropped gender a long time ago. They made it about, okay, are you, um, is your energy outward going or is your energy receptive and inward? And pretty much if you wanted to uh, be in their receptive zone, stay with the hole and, and wait for the pole. Uh -huh. And if you're a seeker and you're ready to go, you know, claim your adventure and claim whatever it is you want to claim in the world as your metaphor for your life, you know, go with the crew. And it was a great field. It was beautiful because it was surrounded by the woods. So there really was a sense of adventure of the crew that was going to go out and find the pole somewhere in the woods and it was all ready to go and stuff. And then everybody'd have to coordinate and the whole process of of just getting the pole into the into place. That's like one whole phase, you know? Right. It takes hours. <laughs> and I'm always the musician. I'm always drumming for these things, generally speaking. So I, I I usually just try to touch a ribbon at some point to just have my energy be part of it. But my energy is usually being part of the creating the the music that goes with this this weaving. And and I love what you said about even in its most chaotic, there is a there is a pattern, just like life. And that's what this is all about. Celebrating yes. that next phase of life. And magic is about intention, isn't it? You know, and if you can see it and you can think it and speak it, you'll likely create it. So <laughs> I love the ritual the, that the power of ritual and doing magic together and doing ceremony together is to witness i see you i know this is a big year for you you got your book coming out or you're graduating this year or you know pregnant or whatever it is we as a community and we've done this for millennia you know thousands of years probably witnessing each other's growth witnessing those births and deaths and rebirths and you know, our personal transformations. And that's why we do this. That's why this is one of the major holidays of paganism. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. And I can see that coming from, because we know a lot of our rituals came from, from in the past, what was a necessity of the time. And even in the last couple of years, being the perfect example, dan the dance around the maypole, especially it being a circle, we get to see who joined the circle, who left the circle. And then in the aftermath, when it's everyone's gathering and the dancing is done and the real dancing starts, you can, you can catch up to those stories. But that, that first the, around the pole, that's all of us being able to look and go, oh, okay, good. That person's safe. It, it, it's the, the ritual of coming together and realizing that we made it and that we're safe for another go around. Right, because a lot of times when we gather, right, we all arrive at different times in the gathering of, of the tribes for each celebration. So you may be arriving in the dark, you're putting up your tent, you're camped way over there, you know, and so we don't see each other all 
until we gather in that circle. And the fun thing about the Maypole is we're not just gathering in a circle and calling the directions and having ritual, but we're interacting in such an intimate way because we're facing each other as we go by. And you end up facing half of your community and you can see each other across the circle as well. So you might end up dancing directly by someone looking them right in the eyes that you had an issue or a struggle with last year. And, you know, what are you going to do? Not dance, drop the ribbon, walk away. I've never in my life seen any of that happen, even when people did have situations with each other, right? Because that is also part of the chaotic weaving together of life is, is this, you know, facing each other as we're working through our, our challenges and our, our mud as, as uh, Quellen Noon says here is as we work through our mud, as we wade through together, right? We we all have, and then later the next part of the dancing comes around the bonfire or the bale fire. And in a lot of traditions, there's even jumping the flaming log, right? A log is pulled out of the fire, a small one, so that you know anyone who wishes can come and approach the log. It's not some big flaming thing that only the hardiest and the most tail can jump. And that too has its tradition of bringing us together of us adding our magical intention we're one person as we approach the log and then once we've jumped over it just like anything in life right we've become the next thing in the next moment and so we may have a special wish or a special intention or we may just want to be part of the experience like look i'm here living here i am and then that log is placed into the fire with all of our intentions and wishes as well. Yeah, it's a powerful time of honoring everyone's, everybody's going through something, right? And so at a certain point, our community, which is hundreds of people in uh, gathering on this field doing the Maypole dance, and at the end of the Maypole dance, there's a stepping forward to the, touch the pole and speak to your community about what's real for you, what's going on. And it became such a huge process of people wanting to share and be witness that we started to have themes like, okay, everybody who's graduated this year, you know, step forward. Everybody could all collectively oh, that's wonderful. and see each other go, oh my God, you got your degree too, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and the collective tears of everyone who's lost someone really close, come step forward. We're going to grieve with you. And, tell us who you lost and you'd hear and oh no we lost that person and there was this real experience of togetherness and that's what builds community that what's is what builds connection i am you you are me we are all together right having an experience so this is a really powerful time of year the other thing that i want to call out is right now when this doesn't always happen but it happened this year we are really between the veils. The veils are very thin. This is a very potent time because we're in between eclipses. We had a new moon eclipse yesterday and the full moon eclipse is happening in about two weeks. And this time is like magic time. This is like express your dreams, write in your journal, connect with, oh God, I just thought of you. I don't know. I got to pick up the phone and call you, man. How you doing? Whatever it is that spirit is speaking through you, this is that time. Use this energy. Trust yourself and, and know that you can manifest whatever it is that life is, has in store for you. 
I want to touch on something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I, want to, I want to bring attention to Jamie's um, oh, hey, Jamie. thing. Uh, Jamie said, as a power wheelchair user, I have only done solo or with one person, otherwise relegated to taking pictures as the over under the chair is a risk to others. I have actually done that, Jamie, with the person in the wheelchair. <laughs> um, yeah, it can be kind of, um, but I will say that she did figure out a way to do the spiral dance um, in her wheelchair, but she just does it. She doesn't hold anyone's hands or anything like that. So um, she does it her own way. I'll have to introduce you to my friend. Um, anyway, <laughs> Um, that, you know, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about the pagan community and the witch community is that everyone's welcome. Leave everyone in. And uh, we can invent, we can reinvent yeah. like what lacrosse was saying at the beginning about, am I going to say it correctly? Tahina? Taino. Taino. That Taino. in the Taino tradition, a lot of the the history, a lot of the elders are have, have passed on, and so that the people are reinventing what these different seasons and, and turnings on the wheel of the year mean. The thing that's really fascinating is that they tend to mean the same thing for people because we all, you know, they're all earth based, and we go through the same type of the starting, the springtime of the season, the first planting, the first harvesting the final harvest before the dark of the year and so forth. So even though, um, you know, people create or recreate what speaks to them, it speaks to them in a way because earth magic is very real. And so some of the things that your traditions are bringing forth lacrosse may actually have historical foundation because spirit is speaking through this next generation and bringing these things back to light in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely believe so. Um, I, I, I wish we had something to compare it to, but sadly we don't. So like I said, we're weighing in it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the, yeah, the maple tradition is actually, uh, alive and well in many cultures mm -hmm. and still to this day. In fact, I've seen that they were doing one in the Ukraine. So, mm -hmm. um, so I just want to say send beauty and love to them. Um, because I think that's probably what they're going to focus on is beauty and love and peace. Bright. And, uh, right. but right. yeah, I mean, it's actually everywhere and across, I know, um, even in your bloodline, somewhere along the line, someone danced a maypole somewhere. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it's actually kind of fun to do it, especially like if you bring your partner along and the two of you get to pass each other every couple <laughs> moments. Um, it can be kind of fun and it can be particularly fun. Um, I was with one community that tied their Beltane couple to the pole. Jeez. So the Beltane couple, <laughs> the Beltane couple, they just got married, right? They, they have a, it's actually in pagan tradition. We don't marry all the time forever. We marry for a year and a day sometimes to see if that works for us and then do, you know, some people will just continue their commitment from there, but it's usually for a year and a day. And these two were hand fasted earlier, right before the ritual. And then they came and they like got on either side and gave each other a hug with the pole in the middle. And, uh, <laughs> and we tied them up. Uh, so we danced around the pole and tied them up. And uh, yeah, eventually we cut them out. But yeah. <laughs> so, you know, time. we didn't leave them there. <laughs> 
but but yeah so that's just a little beautiful thing about um about you know maypoles that can be kind of fun it was hilarious they mostly laughed um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun um yes and so i think the chaos of it there's more there's another piece there's another chaotic maple for you it was very chaotic <laughs> and it was hilarious at the same time so um it's just another way of doing it and um so we're we're getting pretty you know closer to the edge now to the end but the one thing that i did also want to talk about and i wanted to invite everybody to um to sort of make a commitment about sustainability it could be how you're going to sustain your self-care it could be how you're going to sustain a relationship or how you're going to sustain um in the sustain help sustain the earth um, like, you know, cause all of our needs are met from, from mother earth. Um, and it would be ideal if we, um, did it in a sustainable way. What does sustainability means? It means a very simple thing. In other words, you can keep doing it without hurting yourself or others, including the earth. So in other words, you can harvest, you can plant and harvest carrots without hurting the earth, Right. But if you go out and hunt saffron, eventually, it's just the rarest herb on the planet, eventually you'll hurt the earth by taking her rare herb, right? So sustainability is about, um, is about just taking what you need instead of taking all that is available to you. Which um, if you haven't noticed, us humans, we have a tendency hmm. to take more than we need. So my commitment is to make my home, my business, and my entire life and everything I do say and breathe to be more sustainable for the earth. And I'll make that a commitment now for the 10th year in a row, I think it is. Yeah. So that's my commitment. Anyone else can add their com commitment to something like that. Okay. Um, and mine's actually a, a concrete one because it's been something I've been putting off for a couple of years. I have a hundred started rough drafts and ideas for it, but I'm going to finally put out my cooking guidebook that is uh, on farm to table and sustainability. Uh, I, I have taken those practices to heart, but also because there's then saving money in if you save all your vegetable trimmings for stock and things like that, which we think of because I've worked in the food industry. But if you're just cooking at home, you don't think take them all, throw them in the freezer and then have a stock. But that's a sustainable practice too. that or using it for compost, but anything that keeps it out of the landfill. And all of you know that food is one of my big passions, but that's a way that I can spread my knowledge because again, farm to table is so important and knowing where your food comes from, knowing what's in your food, all of that is how we sustain life and how we sustain the balance that we have with nature. So my commitment is to have that by next Beltane. Nice. Yes, I can't That's wait awesome. to buy it. Support you <laughs> in that vision. I see it. Huh. Mine is one of gratitude. 
I, um, we live a pretty sustainable lifestyle now that I don't work in the medical profession anymore, right? Because the medical profession, as we know, is one of the biggest producers of landfill garbage. Um, I have always been into recycling. We use cloth napkins and cloth paper towels and cloth everything we can. And, and I really enjoy those things. We do a lot of gardening. I've noticed that especially through my own healing process of my own past that like last night um, when I did a little ritual for myself uh, with the, with, with the new moon, with the lunar eclipse, that everything that came forward from me was gratitude, gratitude for what I have, gratitude for what there is in our lives already. And so to me, that's also sustainability is I use, I call it shopping inside my house before I go out and buy something new or even go to the thrift store. I look around because it's amazing how many things you might've tucked in a cabinet or a corner or under your bed and forgotten about. And suddenly you're like, Oh, this is perfect for that. No wonder I hung on to it, you know? So I um, am, that's kind of my main focus, a big focus for me this year is to find new ways to use what I have and to have gratitude for what we have rather than um, putting forth that I don't have enough, right? To, right. that I'm living in lack instead I'm living it right it three quarters of the world doesn't have what we have in our little tiny apartment on our little tiny limited budget so to be able to have that gratitude um gives a new perspective to everything that mm -hmm. that we do mm -hmm. that's great I love that I'm uh, I'm gonna echo that I've been keeping a gratitude journal um and the growing things so my sustainability is also about transforming things like fear into action. What can I do about it? So we live in a beautiful forest and every summer is always scary because fire season is all year round now. And so I'm committed to doing what I can to take care of the forest in a good way. So I for the last several weeks, I guess, has started pulling out the dead logs from the um, forest and bringing them up. And I built us a garden box that's four foot by six foot with these logs, you know? And, uh, and it, at first I was pretty much apologizing because it just seems so janky and, you know, talk about DIY, but, by the end of it, it was pretty solid. The wind is not going to knock this thing down, which is what happened last year. And so I'm really committed to trying to have our little babies grow, our little greens, and you know, supplement our diet as much as possible with food we can grow. We've tried to, it, you know, high altitude gardening is a thing. It's, it's, you have to really work at it. So we we're working at it. We have our vermicomposting going on, and. Um, it's exciting to do stuff like that because that kind of action just gives you energy back. And, you know, you can't, you can't do a lot from a place of fear and worry, but when you transform it into what can I do, you know, I can't do a lot about climate change, but when I change it back into, I can do this, that feels really good. That feels like mm -hmm. time well spent. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing to do. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. Yeah. Oh, and lacrosse. Uh, I've been 
I think I'm at a place of uh, letting go and not allowing, like if it doesn't serve me to start removing it um, and trying to be at peace with that. That's my big thing coming in with this moon and stuff is just being at peace with just, this doesn't serve me. I can't use it anymore. Stop holding on to it for dear life and let it go. And with that, along with trying to, like I make sure I cut all my electric usage. Now that my children are gone, it's much easier to do. Cut the water usage, cut all types of, you know, use things that I don't need to have on. I don't have to have 10 lights on at night. I don't have to, you know, worry about the water usage and all that. So that's pretty much what I've been, what I'd like to commit to continue that on through to next year. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's important. Watch your electric bill go down, down, down. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. Turning off the lights and stuff like yeah. that. It seems so simple, but it's very important actually. Yeah. So, well, I think those are beautiful commitments. And I don't know if anyone in the chat, I haven't seen anyone post anything. I see Jamie Angel has something to say. I'm trying to, for some reason, I can't get the chat to bring them all the way up. Okay. There we go. I think I would like to get some saffron forms to grow some saffron. So any we would need so it won't hurt nature. And maybe if it grows well, it would be shareable with others. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't pick all of them. That's the trick, Jamie. So if you have a patch of a half dozen of them or something, which could be quite expensive, um, then when you harvest, you don't want to harvest all of them. You know, you only want to harvest one or two so that the rest stay. They're kind of like um, echinacea in that way. If you pull them all up, they won't continue to grow. There's a there's a harvester's rule. No matter what you're harvesting, whether it's something that you've grown for yourself or something that you've uh, found in the wild in a place that you have permission to harvest, and it's the rule of fours. So when you find a patch, whether there's four plants or 400 plants, first you determine exactly how many you will need, right? You talked about this earlier, Hollis, is that we only take what we need. Humans have the you know, ability to just keep grabbing, 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 and then we wind up wasting, throwing things away, putting it in the compost without first making use of it. So we only take what we're, what we're committed to using. But the rule of fours. So the first thing that we find, the first one quarter, of whatever we find is for the plant itself so that it can propagate. So that it, you know, because some plants you harvest the aerial portion so they might not be able to reproduce seeds in time because they might not reflower or you dig the roots, which, you know, the plant thing gives its whole life to us. So that first quarter is for the plant. So that's not yours. So the second quarter is for the animals and insects and the rest of the ecosystem that rely on that plant because there are all sorts of right insects and animals and other plants around it and so forth that rely on this plant to be part of their ecosystem. So that part isn't yours either. And then the third quarter is for the next person that comes along because you don't know who that's going to be and their need could be greater than yours. And that even includes your own garden because, you know, I've, I've been out in my garden at midnight grabbing something because one of my kids woke up with a cough or something like that. So you don't know what the next person will need. So one quarter, imaginary quarter, stays for them. So that's not yours either. So what's left, that fourth quarter, that's the part that belongs to you. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Cricket, thank you. That's awesome. 
it's 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 a beautiful um easy way to remember sustainability for the plant people so that we do we do we can harvest with confidence and not over harvest out of enthusiasm so say it's the first person the first is for the plant the second is for the next person the third it doesn't matter what order you do them in but the first is for the plant the second is for the ecosystem that the plant lives in the third is for the next person and then the fourth quarter belongs to you I think that's so beautiful. And if you don't need that whole quarter, then obviously you don't need to take that whole quarter, you know, if you just need a couple or a handful or something like that. But that's that's an, a good way to remember so that we are acting with integrity in our choices with the plant world. Absolutely. Very important. It's beautiful. And I think you should apply that when you're harvesting uh, wild mushrooms as well. Yes, any, anything that you're harvesting, I feel, anything that you're you're finding for yourself, right? You know, like we don't when we go, you know, for for those that are that are hunters of animals, you don't go you don't go out and hunt the whole herd, or at least you definitely should not, right? You're only hunting exactly the one that you need. And in fact, hunters, right, they do have caps on how many animals you can harvest, how many fish you can harvest, what size the fish can be, right? My partner yeah, went yeah. fishing the other day and he put a few back because they weren't the right size. He, you know, if it was the end of the world, the zombie apocalypse and we were starving, he said he might've kept one of them, but it wasn't. And so he didn't. That's great. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, let's get the let's get let's close our circle, our sacred circle. Does anyone else have anything special to say regarding this beautiful May holiday, May Day? I just wanted to throw one more thing out there in the um, decoration of the maypole. Right, what all the ribbons are attached are to a ring, usually a wreath of like vines and flowers. Most often, it's made with what's growing in on the land at that time. And um, we didn't really have time to touch on it tonight, but it's a lovely topic for anybody that wants to Google it and dive deeper, is that plants themselves, the flowers themselves have magical properties, right? There's the language of flowers. And so you can actually, you know, intertwine whether you're making a maypole or simply, you know, placing something on your altar because you're a solitary practitioner, um, the language of flowers and use the things that speak not only to your heart and what you're working on, but also to the community at large or to the world at large and what you want to see going forward. What what would be like top, top three top top three flowers for Beltane? Like you know the other side is 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 uh, Samhain. We know marigold it, uh, marigold flowers are 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 the uh, symbol of Dia de los Muertos. Um, so is there a flower uh, a typical flower that is the you know um. Part of the ones, well, really, to me, it's always what's blooming. So it depends upon right. what's blooming in your growing zone, right? So things like violets are um, a symbol of purity, modesty, and also candor, right? So to to be to be really just to have candor with our own lives, to have honesty and 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 purity in our own thoughts and our own process, that might be something that we're working on for ourselves. Um, dandelion is another flower that comes up at this time. And for many, that's considered a flower of um, an oracle flower, right? Mm -hmm. A many rayed flower that, that can, that we can use to kind of meditate on the rays and bring forth, you know, the dream state into the reality. Um, other things that show up at this time are things like columbines, right? Those are like some mm -hmm. really amazing, beautiful flowers that are, um, have to do with like resolution. 
Jamie said, chickweed, dandelions, violets, and cloves are my side, or my finds. Yeah, I would imagine so, Jamie, in Pennsylvania, those are pretty chickweed, dandelions, violets, and cloves. Yeah, I'd say that's right. mostly what you would find in the spring. You might find um, crocuses and daffodils. Yes, those might still be around. Daffodil is um, in the language of flowers, in the love language of flowers. It's 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 sort of um, like hopeful love, you know, to have to have hope for for the future. Um, I'm not sure if you meant cloves or clover, but clover itself is like a plant of promise. Mm. So you could use that to kind of um, set your intention even stronger, depending upon what you want to work with. Another one that comes forth is um, lilac at this time of year, right? And those are like a, a flower of innocence and another flower of purity, of youth. And we can have youth of ideas. We can have youth in our imagination and in our spiritual, you know, practice. We don't have, have not, you know, we, we can be Betty White and still have a youthful view of the world of of around us so there are a lot of different um honeysuckle for some of us comes forward and that also is a plant of like generosity and devotion so that's another one that we can work with it really depends on um not just the plants themselves but also the the reference guide that you're using right because there are a lot of different magical texts out there and there's a lot of historical information out there as well and so again like you had said before i was i think brighthawk said it that magic is a lot about intention so it really depends and you know if we're wild harvesting another thing that we can do for ourselves is um to leave a bit of thanks when we harvest to, to pause for a moment right and to thank the earth mother to thank all life for what we're taking and hopefully when we do take these things magically for ourselves one of the things that we're doing is increasing their energy by using them to help ourselves put forth more good in the world Mm. <clears throat> absolutely beautiful beautiful um it looks like we lost Aaron, so i'm just gonna say it <laughs> i don't know what happened there um but um thanks for sharing all that and um maybe uh she'll be back um maybe not um i, yeah, I can i can fill for another moment while we see if Aaron comes back because there's also the trees the trees okay. have their own sacred uh, meanings as well uh, through the Druids as well as through other... Um, you mean like this image you gave me here? Exactly like that image wood? I gave you there. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly like that. Mm. Um, so there are different reasons for choosing different woods. In this image, um, the nine sacred woods of the Beltane Fire cover the different elementals, the different parts of the earth that we wish to honor. And those same um, those same woods um, have an entire listing of there are the nine sacred woods of the Druids, and I'm not going to get all of them correct off the top of my head, so I'm not going to pretend at this time. But they each also carry a certain energy, and mm -hmm. having done fire rituals with those specific nine sacred woods of the Druids, it's it's amazing how the fire leaps forth, and even a tiny fire is so hot because it's filled with so much intention and so much uh, magical awareness. So that's another thing that we can do for ourselves, um, whether we're doing it in a large group or whether we're doing just a solitary, you know, fire in our backyard. Uh, you know, uh, and again, intention is is where we're where we're at with that magic a lot about intention that you brought the trees in i had such a powerful 
experience in England one afternoon walking in a park with a druid and her father and her grandfather and Tolkien were friends. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so it was amazing because she would tell you the history about the tree, its magical correspondent and its astrological correspondent. Mm. Yes. Wow. It was so deep. I, 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 it was amazing. Really fascinating. Like, oh, I, I yeah. love that you know some of that. I love the yeah. beautiful magic, like with, I've made um, a crown, uh, I've made the little crown, the crowns for people's heads. And it's really beautiful. Um, I will share with you once I made one, I helped make one for a friend who was for the first time going to present as a she um, at the May, at the Maypole. Now at this point, the community had moved past gender and Mostly it was run by queers, frankly. And so she was going, um, she had just started to transition and um, she, we helped make a crown for her out of, uh, well, we definitely got honeysuckles. <laughs> and, um, and we had a couple of other, like uh, we intentionally got a piece of willow um, because of her deep emotional connection um, because she, you know, she had always felt like she was super emotional and sensitive when people would label her, label her as a boy and then they labeled her as a gay boy. And actually she was le a lesbian trans woman. So, um, but yeah, but so you can see how she ended up with this beautiful crown and we, and we put all this magic and intention in it we even floated it in the river like we held it in the water to be blessed by the waters of the land so that she could use her emotions of feeling like ashamed of this to instead come forth and feel proud in a safe space nice and um, that's a good choice because willow is actually it is one of the nine sacred woods of the druids and some of its uh correspondences are for healing Growth, nurturing, and women's mysteries. So that yeah, is a really the women's them. mysteries might be why trans women seem to all all of us seem to have a universal affinity towards Willow. So right, it's weird because as a child I had a best friend who was a Willow. <laughs> the, the tree on the corner was a Willow, and it was my best friend. <laughs> oh wow! It was almost the name I chose instead of Aaron. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I believe that. And I, I think it's a beautiful mm, name. Yeah. It yeah. is. It, I, I grew up with no a bad choice there from the 60s that was written in poetry style about a willow tree, a woman that lived in a willow tree, and she was rejected by her community. And then this rain came and flooded the whole town. And the only thing left standing was this willow tree that she lived in. So suddenly the whole town came to her treehouse. And, you know, as they're all very apologetic and the mayor's wife had said horrible things and everybody's apologizing. And the part of the book that always stands out for me is um, that she knew this, you know, she just made ready for everybody and she just made room for everybody. And uh, at the end of the book, when there's this giant rainbow, she says, um, when tragedy strikes, you don't think about you. You reach out to others and do what you do. Beautiful. Beautiful. And again, it was, it was a book about healing. It was a book about coming together. Mm. Love it. All right. Well, let's, let's close this beautiful, delightful circle. 
for spring, for Beltane, Mother Earth. Thank you. So, we are grateful for the potential of spirit, divinity's gift, magnified as we share it. Blessed in community, ancestors, spirit guides, we are lifted higher on wings of pure light. The future is ours to create together. Spirit, unite us. You are our tether. Go, divine ones, if you must, and stay as you will. Spirit of your own potential, our hearts are filled. We are blessed by the reality of Earth. At Beltane, we dance, a community merged. Grateful to be present, engaged, aware, with rainbow-imbued beauty to share. We are here, we are one, in this magic moment, growing together, no longer alone. Go, Earth Guides, if you must, stay as you will, reality of Earth is manifestation fulfilled. We are sustained by the power of water. At Beltane, we celebrate, flourishing together. Evolving inwardly, we are cleansed and transformed. Our trust in the plan, rebuilt and restored. Dancing beyond any feelings of fear, we are blessed with community, thankful to be here. Go, water beings, if you must, stay as you will. Power of water, our cup is refilled. We are kindled by you, passionate fire. Our actions reflecting our heart's true desire. At Beltane, our senses tune to what is present, desire, deep trust, radiant transcendence. Truth is found in both shadow and light. Embracing this awareness, our future glows bright. Go, fire friends, if you must. Stay as you will. Heart of the fire, your beauty we instill. Born again to ourselves with each breath of air, we are thankful, we are focused, we are aware. At Beltane we grow, explore, confidently flourish. Ourselves and our community we nurture and nourish. Blessed by each new beginning, we come out of our shell to bloom in the sun as we are, doubt dispelled. Go air spirits, if you must, stay as you will. Gift of the air, breath by breath, life itself is built. Beautiful. I appreciate all of you 
And I appreciate Cricket for taking the time to write that ritual. And everybody that has tuned in today or is listening in the replay, happy Beltane, happy spring. May you find lots of fertility <laughs> and loving goodness and everything else that comes along with Beltane, including sustainability. So I'm going to pull three cards for this Beltane for all of us that are listening today, everyone that's tuning in and everyone that's uh, watching the replay. This is still for you. Please take what you like. Leave the rest. It's not meant for you, and that's okay. So the first card that I have is actually all about balance. And I think I can, yeah, get pretty good lighting there. Try not to get it in the shadow. Um, it, you can see that this person has a rainbow flag behind them. They're pouring a very interesting drink there, right? Because it's kind of coming out like, I don't know, it kind of looks like a snake or something. But it's actually about balance. Because you can see that the person is still managing to get it into the cup, right? And that's really important. So um, this is about balance. This card is the temperance card, and it's about balance. And this is about the balance that we've had in our, you know, in our lives, everything we've done to create balance in our lives, even if that is like, you know, um, like if you've adjusted the way you take care of yourself or tried to balance your daily life or whatever those things are, try to, you know, balance your bank account. Okay. Um, so it doesn't matter what you're balancing, but spirit is recognizing that you've definitely done what you can to balance things. And the, the card for now, right now is this card, which is about, we have everything we need. Notice we have everything we need. And in fact, all of the animals and all of, all of what we need is actually within us. And that is really powerful for us to recognize, especially as trans people, as, as, as queer people. We are sometimes told that there is something inherently wrong with us. And I and the cards and the universe is telling you that's bullshit. And actually, you have all you need within you right now, and that you just have to discover it and bring it forward. So this is about honoring all that was is within us. So whatever you have within you that brings up a little bit of shame or other stuff, you know, spirit is actually trying to wash you clean of it right now. And so I want to show the next card which is about our future and our coming days, which this card, every time I look at it, first of all, the first thing that comes to mind, now it's the uh, nine of cups, but it, the first thing that comes to mind is the eclipse. Okay, because eclipse is very much like, now all of a sudden you didn't know, you know something you didn't know before. And that's what this, and it's more of a psychic, intuitive, in your gut, in your blood, in your, in your heart, you know this all of a sudden, 
or you become aware of something within yourself. Maybe you even become aware of your sensitive, intuitive side. Okay. And whatever that might be. So that's what this is leading us to that you have all within you all the time. And as you're going forward, don't be surprised if you discover something. Because that's what this is. Going forward, something will be revealed to us in a spiritual sort of psychic awareness, awakening type of way, where all of a sudden just kind of probably hits us and it will happen before the next eclipse, which I believe is May. It's in two weeks. It's in two weeks. So we just had one just the other day, just the other day. um, We just had one and now we're about to have another one. So, and I want to let you know that Mercury is going into retrograde so um, it is in its shadow period. So if you, you want to back up your computer, you want to, um, you know, sign all those contracts now or wait till later if you can. And if you can't, it's okay. I've had moments that I thought I did. I started doing things. I realized that I was doing it in a Mercury retrograde, but it still turned out okay. Okay. So um, so I'm also going to say that that happens too. And if you catch yourself doing that, just be like, oh, well, I guess that's one of those things that's meant to happen. And I have started um, some astrology videos on my YouTube page. Um, Brayhawk and I are trying to do them together. We will try to do them regularly on Divine Androgen. So, and is anyone else have anything else they want to share about right now? Okay. <laughs> I just want to give it that moment just because, you know, um, because sometimes things might come through. So. No, I definitely like the whole thing, like that last card. It's like, I could really identify with that because also with the eclipse that it just solidifies my thought on let it pass, let these things go, embrace the new is just, I feel that this eclipse is going to be pretty important for I think and it's in Taurus, right? I think this eclipse is in Taurus, I think it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Which yeah. is more of that solid grounding um moment. So and it is very usually with Taurus would would hold on to the things that we don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of Taurus energy, but Taurus is also very sensual. Um it's also loves food. So if you find yourself like me with undeniable cravings, you just can't stand it anymore. Just get the cup of ice cream, okay? <laughs> and um, Taurus you know. is about pleasure. It's about enjoying the, the 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 good things in life, right? Yeah. So, by all means, yeah, catch enjoy it. your May. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy May. It's going to be a beautiful month, and I appreciate all of you. Thank you, That's everyone who tuned into the show into Rainbow Soul and celebrated Beltane with us. Yeah. Thank you, Cricket, for writing and being part of the ritual today. And thank you, Aaron. <laughs> okay, hold on. Aaron, for totally showing up. And I love your eyeball hat. Um, I want to call it your button hat, but it's more of an eyeball hat, cat's eye hat. So it's totally awesome. And thank you, Lacrosse. Thank you so much for showing up for being here and for just 
you know, being here with us and doing this with us. I'm sure you, you know, you're the one that you're Taino. And although it's similar to pagan, <laughs> it's not pagan. Um, but you seem to be okay with it. <laughs> it's all, once again, it's earth magic. It's earth medicine. And it's mm -hmm. all stems to the same thing. It stems to the earth. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's yes. all just about bringing us present. And it, thank you, Brighthawk. Always a pleasure. For bringing music and all the beauty and the smiles and all the other goodness you bring to the show. We appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank Big you love, to everybody. all the viewers. And we want to wish you a happy, happy Beltane. Enjoy the rest of your evening and the rest of your weekend. And good night. Bye. Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul. We are so grateful for your presence and listening in this past hour. Be sure you're subscribed and get notifications so you can join us and catch us every Sunday night here live. We appreciate you sharing, commenting, reacting, and inviting others to the show. This is a show for you. So tell us who would you like to see on the next show? What topics inspire you? You can always find replays, more about the hosts, blog posts, merchandise, information about games and contests, and social media links at rainbowsoul.show. We love to show our gratitude with fun and games and contests with prizes that celebrate who we are as a community. Rainbow Soul holds the intention to explore consciousness and spirituality in cultures with a deep reverence for cultural roots, equality, and inclusion. We are always striving to recognize the spiritual medicine available to all of us in the modern world. We hope that you walk away knowing that you are perfectly valid in whatever identity you embrace for yourself and that you are sacred just as you are. Thank you so much for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer. And let us become a master of none.